Hey, good day everyone. I hope you're going well. I'm Drew Agnew and cheers for checking out A Drew Story. This episode is a little bit different to what I'll typically call a Drew story. Usually I'll get a guest and, uh, you know, talk to them and see what story they would like to tell. But late last year, I had the absolute horrific experience of losing my dog. And look, that little dog meant the absolute world to me. And it was just absolutely heartbreaking um, when that happened. It's just so sudden out of nowhere and Look, I just wanted a sort of an outlet to be able to get things off of my chest and, and and talk about her and, you know, share my love for her. And when I thought about starting up a, a Drew story, it was very much just like, you know, a platform. But I want to look back on in years to come and be able to point to certain things like, hey, look, that's, a, that's an interview with a certain person and, you know, family and loved ones will be able to check it out or whatever. But, you know, for the most part, it's just me and I want to show sort of respect to to my dog, to, to Lila, and be able to memorial, memorialize her, uh, you know, in a podcast form. And to do that, I want to talk about also my other dogs that I had in my life as well. I had a, a Jack Russell named Jesse, a Jack Russell named Oya, and uh, yeah, my late Jack Russell, Lila. And those dogs are my absolute favorite animals in the whole wide world, and they've uh, been a part of my life growing um, until adulthood and you know it's been um it's a tough episode to record so I just want to say before you jump into it look if you've lost a pet or a loved one or whatever might not be the show for you if you're on the way to work or whatever it might not be the most uplifting thing to get you through that um, there's a lot of stuttering there's a lot of sort of me thinking about what I want to say you know this isn't this isn't me putting on a show this this was me literally going to a park with my portable audio recorder and uh, putting my thoughts out there, putting my emotions out there. And I hope uh, hope to you guys who do wish to listen to it, you know, maybe get something from it. I don't know what that is. But uh, it's an interesting episode to have after such a <laughs> such a banger with Sean Capri, that's for sure. But, uh, you know, next week we'll be back to your regular scheduled guests, which will be a lot of fun. You'll enjoy them. But uh, for the time being, I want, to want this episode out there to uh, remember my dogs. So, without further ado, let's jump into a Drew story. G'day everybody and welcome to a Drew story. I really do appreciate you guys listening to this episode. Um, you know, it's, it's a tough topic that, uh, you know, I'm going to find really tough sort of, uh, sort of tackling. That's why I've actually come out to, I've actually come out to a bit of a park here. I'm sitting in the car on my portable recorder, uh, to talk about it. And, uh, funnily enough, there's an old couple that's rocked up and they have a Jack Russell as well, which is, which is really nice to see, but it's kind of, <laughs> it's kind of ironic in some way to come out here to be like, all right, let's get away from it and sort of, you know separate from the family and all that because basically I've been wanting to talk about this you know since maybe a couple of weeks after it happened and while it was a lot more emotional then it was something I just really need to get off my chest but I didn't want to sort of bring it up um whether it's whether like Chantel overhears it you know me talking about it because it's something that really did affect her as well and I don't know it's still it still really, really sort of rubs in deep the the loss of my my dog. I, I know like lots of people can maybe relate to this, and 
whether it's a dog or a, a pet of some sort, but you know, just the how sudden this was and in the circumstances just really, really sucks. It sucks and you know, I've had my son has been born a little over a week at the time of recording this and I can't help the you know, both Chantel and I were always thinking like we we wanted we wanted them to meet each other so much like she would have been so good with my little boy and when when he when Lucas gets older and you know can start playing with a dog it would have been it would have just meant the world to me and it would have been so amazing to see and it just feels like it just feels like a massive part of our family has just been yanked away but for this episode I want to I want to celebrate you know, we're going to go through the highs and lows of the three Jack Russells that I've had in my life because, you know, the, these animals are the the reason I've, I have such a love for dogs. I know we all have that probably childhood dog or, you know, whatever dog um, that you grew up with or that you really, really loved and that's what makes you a big fan of the breed or just the, just the animal in general. Um, you might also have some bad experiences, but hopefully, hopefully not. So, you know, if it, if it wasn't obvious, just a trigger warning in case you're going through the same thing. The last thing you want to hear about is uh, <laughs> is is this. Um, so, you know, I, I I wouldn't have been able to listen to someone else going through the same thing. But you know, it, maybe maybe it will help. Maybe we're like, hey, it does get better. It doesn't it doesn't get fixed by any means, but you know, you you can pick yourself up each day because I I knew that I I couldn't I could I could barely leave leave the bed you know for the first week or two it was really really tough but you know we'll get to we'll get to Lila um, after the first two dogs so all right sat in the park let's <laughs> let's talk about my Jack Russell so my very first dog was a Jack Russell named Jessie, and I would have got her when I was maybe four or five. Um, obviously, <laughs> a dog this age is going to be uh, a bit more hazy than the other two that have been a little bit more recent. But, you know, this was, this was the time that I really did fall in love with, uh, you know, dogs and the Jack Russell breed just in general. Like, I think they're the most loyal, loving little animal that you could ever have, and all three of them have been no exception, and and it's it's weird because the breed seems to have have a bad rap. It's always like a little yappy, just nippy little thing. Everyone's like, oh, you know, don't you wouldn't want that around your kids or whatever. But you know, I when I was a kid, I I loved this thing. It was she was like my little sister. You know, being an only child, a dog was really really important. Like out, out on the farm, you know, by myself, you know, I could entertain myself pretty well, but. Uh, you know, my dog became basically like my sibling. It was it was so important, and I still remember. I remember it really quite vividly, actually, when you know, Dad brought home, brought Jessie home, and she, <laughs> Dad came home. So I got you a present, and Dad, uh, he he was out checking checking the sheep or whatever at a different block, and at that uh, certain particular block, uh, he actually he usually goes past like the um. The general store. It's like a tiny little store in a little town that's sort of in between bigger towns. And quite often he would get me like a packet of chips or like a <laughs> or a chocolate bar or something like that. And I thought he got me a Milky Way. 
Um, Milky Ways are fantastic. I'd still appreciate a Milky Way, but he, when he um, when he come in, he had like just a big belly. He looked like Father Christmas with someone who actually like stuffed up pillows up his jumper or something. I'm like, what's that? Like, you know, that's not a, that's not a Milky Way. That's a bit bigger than a Milky Way. And he sort of peeled off his uh, you know off his jumper and put down this little puppy. And I I just loved that little dog straight away. She was just the absolute. <laughs> She meant the absolute world to me, that dog. And, you know, being able to have some someone, something to run around the farm with, um, you know, keep me company. And we used to do all sorts of things. And, like, th- these are things I would not do today. I definitely would not <laughs> do these today. I, uh, you know, this is a, a kid who's got no idea of <laughs> about hurting themselves or, or the consequences that, you know, could happen with doing this. But... Um, on the farm, we've got like you know, uh, dog like dog kennels where we where, where we keep the dogs, and uh, basically it's like these it's like uh, built up so, um, like you know, when when the dog goes you know poos and wheezes you know it falls through and doesn't just clog up the up where they're you know sleeping in that and but underneath all these rats, <laughs> burrowed all these holes, and you know it was just full of them and. Five-year-old me, I'm just gonna, I'm, I'm gonna assume I was five. I might have been four. I don't really know. It's, it's, it's a bit hazy. I can't quite remember what year or whatever it was. But I, I, I got an axe and a shovel, and I just like, <laughs> I was like digging up these rat holes. And what I'll do is I'll put my arm down these rat holes, and like feel with my fingers. Oh, I can feel some fur. And what I'll do is I would grab the rat, pull it out of its nest. And throw it to my dog, and the dog would, you know, would would kill it. And then I'll then I'll get the rat off off of the dog, and then I would um, hang the rat up by the tail. And I know, like, I know there's going to be some some animal activist out there, but like, oh my god, you're so mean to rats. And you know, it is it is what it is. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't particularly feel that bad for the rats, but. What a, you know, just thinking back to it, like, I would never put my hand down a hole. There could have been snakes down there after the rats. Um, and, like, you know, of course, the rat could have bitten me. I got bitten once because I got really blasé with it. I um, I got a rat out and then I tried just, you know, I think I just, like, held on to it a bit too long instead of just, like, grabbing it out and chucking it out. But, yeah, that's just a really weird memory I have of Jessie. She was just an absolutely beautiful... Uh, dog and we used to go around everywhere. We had like a bit of a dam at um at the front of the farm and had like a blow up boat which I just uh I sort of just went out there and floated around and you know <laughs> you know went swimming in there and all this stuff and I've got like a photo of her in the in the blow up boat on like a on like a a cheap like spy camera I got. It's like a it's it's just like a kind of like a disposable camera. But it's got like a spy <laughs> filter around the outside to make it look like it's a spy camera. You know, yeah, had to take it to like get um, produced and stuff too. Like this isn't just like a smartphone or whatever um, that we have now. But it was really, <laughs> really weird because why would you want that filter on? It like blocked out like most of the photo. But you know, it was a fun toy, I guess, when you're a kid. And we used to go around the hills and find rabbits. I remember like, trying to chase this rabbit, trying to catch it with my dog. 
there's no way in hell you're going to actually catch a rabbit. I had no chance, but I think I, I remember that in particular because my mum was, she went, we had to go to town or something and she was like screaming out for me, Drew, Drew, for like half an hour, like looking for me, but I'm just like in the paddock with my dog chasing, <laughs> chasing rabbits. And that's what a lot of my childhood was, honestly. Um, <laughs> just uh, going around the farm with my dog, just, you know, doing stuff that's maybe a little bit dangerous, maybe a little bit strange <laughs> just exploring and I had a lot of fun with it and I know like you know I, I've been doing the House of Mario a Nintendo podcast for for well for five five years actually coming up to this point and when when a lot of uh, podcasters are talking about their childhood and stuff like that they're always referring to games like oh yeah I used to play Nintendo 64 when I was five and you know that's all great but I didn't get into games until I was about like nine years old when I got my Game Boy Advance so a lot of it was just uh, you know it was just fucking around and a lot of it was to do with with Jesse and uh yeah yeah absolutely love Jesse and um my my next dog actually sort of you know runs in with Jesse because uh my next dog was Oya who was Jesse's puppy and <laughs> this was a little bit of sex education for little old Drewy here but I will somewhere. I think like our neighbors like pulled up next to our car and they were, they were talking to us. And Jesse was, you know, doing her thing, sniffing around or whatever. And there was another male Jack Russell that uh, jumped off the back of their ute and did his thing. You know, they knotted. <laughs> That's the term for dogs, by the way. They, they knot. Um, if you want to know why, look that up. But sounds sounds just as gross as, as it is, to be honest. Um, and yeah, I'm, mum and dad were just like, hey, guess what, Drew? You're gonna, you're gonna have some puppies. Jesse's having puppies. And so excited for that. Just, uh, waiting for Jesse to, to give birth. And, you know, I just, I just could not wait. Like, you know, she's, <laughs> as we're running her, as, as we're running around, she's just getting wider and wider and wider and slower and slower and slower. <laughs> and she's trying to keep up with this, you know, five, six year old. Oh, no, I think I would, I would have been nine at this point, I reckon. Yeah, I remember that because I believe it was 2003 because for some reason 2003 is a memorable year for me because that's when I met uh, a good amount of my friends and all of that. So I think it was 2003 she had the puppies and and when she when she had them just like, you know, the first week or so, they just they just lie there drinking, eyes closed. But when they opened their eyes, man, it was just one of the most one of the most magical moments in my childhood just having you know my my beautiful Jack Russell and her t- her two daughters her two daughters running around and they just played and played and played and you know had <laughs> they're definitely a dog that has the same amount of energy as you <laughs> when when you're a kid that's for sure and uh, one was like a, a brown and white dog and the other one was uh, like a tan and white dog, M- much like Jesse. I didn't describe Jesse very well physically, but she was like a, a tan and white dog. And she was, I'm, I remember being like a bit bigger than say the other two that I've had, but that's because I was smaller. So I, I'm not actually quite sure. <laughs> uh, I'm not, yeah, I'm not quite sure how um how big she was, but I remember being like bigger than the other two. But yeah, I would have had pretty um, big growth spurts in between, I reckon. So. Yeah, yeah, and it was it was actually kind of a scary time because uh, Jessie she got milk fever with like with her puppies, and it was you know it's really scary to see when you're 
a young kid and your dog, like what milk fever basically does is just, it makes them like shake. It's like, oh my God, what's wrong with you type of thing. And it turns out that, you know, she couldn't, she couldn't, her body couldn't keep up with the milk production that she needed. So it like made her body go into shock and it was just like, you know, just really scary. To, um, You know, seeing, seeing your dog go through that. So we ended up having to like, you know, well, mainly my parents, you know, I'm not, <laughs> not a responsible, um, <laughs> wasn't a super responsible kid at this point. I was still a little boy, but yeah, we had to, you know, hand feed the two puppies, which turned out all right, but made it a little bit harder, made it so, you know, Jessie needed just to rest basically in her kennel while, uh, while we fed her puppies and yeah, it was just, um, it was a bit sad really, but we got, we got through it and um, when, when the puppies got a little bit bigger, I basically got the, the word from mum and dad being like, Hey, you can't have three dogs. All right, mate. We've already got some working dogs here. I think we had like, we would have had like three or four working dogs. So, um, ha- me having three dogs <laughs> and basically my two parents having three or four dogs, you know, it wasn't on the cards for them. Um, you know, don't want to take up too much room and, you know, too much money and, you know, all, all of that, all the responsibility, obviously a lot more responsibility with <laughs> three dogs instead of like one when you're a nine-year-old. So it's fair enough. It's fair enough. So they said, you know what, you can, I, I can't remember exactly what happened, but I think, I don't know if I had to fight to be like, no, I can I at least keep one? Or they said from the very start, you can keep one. I'm not quite sure, but I ended up basically having to choose which one gets sold off to another home or... Oh, 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 sorry. And the one that I get to keep, and um, I um, I chose the, uh, I guess it was a bit of biasy because you know, I chose the one that looked more like Jesse. I chose the the tan white one, and the other one got sold off to a uh, a friend of ours, a, basically a family friend. Um, well, the son, I guess, I guess he's he's a family friend, but he's he's basically my dad's best mate's um son um that he got sold off to and i remember i got 50 dollars cash as a nine-year-old i was like holy shit what am i gonna do with this how many digimon tamagotchis can you buy with this bad boy <laughs> it's, it, I, I just remember it seemed like such such a massive amount of money and uh it, it, it wasn't so bad because i could go around their place and see them and look i, I remember going around there mate like i remember going there once like i got out the car and they ended up calling this dog brandy and I got out the car. I'm like, Brandy, Brandy. And she comes running up to me. And she just, you could tell she missed me so much. And, oh, God, I missed that dog so much. Um, And I, I might have done that twice or three times. I can't quite remember. It, it wasn't that long, really. And then I did it another time. I like, you know, and uh, I went to went to Steve. And I said, where's where's Brandy? And, yeah, she, she got ran over, which, um, which... Yeah, that really, that really sucked. And I think um, <laughs> I guilted my parents a little bit with this. I'm like, I really wish we got the keeper. Like, who knows? You know, shit happens. It's not like shit can't happen with me. It obviously, it obviously did, um, which will, which which will be later in the show. I'll, I'll be touching on. But yeah, I remember that just being like, oh, shit. Like you know, what what could have been type of thing. What could have been. But the dog, the dog that we did keep, we um, I remember just but it didn't have a name for a long time. We couldn't come up with a name, 
And uh, obviously, this the other owner calling the other puppy Brandy. It's like you know, he he liked his alcohol. Let's let's put it that way. He liked his alcohol, so he calls his dog Brandy. <laughs> but we we couldn't think of a name. Like can't think of a name. And my parents ultimately came up with the name Oya, which I actually I think at first I didn't really like him Oya, and like I didn't really like it at first, but it really did grow on me. It's like a really nice unique name and. I think it basically comes from being like, oi, oi, like, you know, <laughs> calling the dog like, oi, come here. So it got called Oya and we had, we had lots of other like, you know, dogs. Like we had, we had one called Bella. Bella is literally the most common dog name in existence. You know, and Jesse is obviously a pretty common dog name as well. It's in like the top 10. So I, I really liked Oya. I've never heard another dog called Oya before and um, she is an absolute legend uh, just an absolutely fantastic dog. Um, and I, I'm glad that I at least had her because in 2004, the following year, uh, Jessie, she passed away. She got bitten by a snake. And, um, like when I, when I say Jessie was a, was like a sibling, was, was my sibling. Like I really, I really do mean that. Like she was, she was my best friend. Like, I, at, at school, I had, I had friends, so, like, I had, like, good friends in kindergarten, and then, like, they were, they were like, a, a grade above me, so they, they went to primary school before I moved there, so I sort of lost touch a little bit, I, I, they still live in the area, actually, but, you know, we, after that, we weren't friends, well, anyway, we're friendly, but we, we weren't, like, best friends, um, but what I would have considered there, and that kept on kind of happening to me, you know, in high school, no, not high school, um, primary school, to be honest with you, like, you know, the first couple of years I had friends, in 2003, I met a good group of friends, um, anyone listen to the House of Mario, I met Bryce then, and uh, he was a friend of actually, he was like the friend I kept in touch with, to be honest, out of that group, um, and I would have liked to keep, keep in touch a lot more, and in 2004, uh, basically, the classes, I was in 2003, I was in a mixed class, and all my friends were like the grade above above me. 2004, moved to like a year four only class. So all of those guys were in a separate class together. And I was by myself and, you know, really kind of didn't have, you know, it, like my friend group wasn't like, you know, super strong. Like it, maybe it was the previous year. So um, my dog was especially important to me. You know, get home, I would uh, go up and... Um, let her out the kennel and we'll go and play and um, do stuff together and you know explore and all that and um, not having that just just really really hurt man it really really sucked and how how it, how it happened was just was was it, yeah it left me with a lot of guilt so basically um, I think I I went inside for a little bit and I'll let the Jack Russell sort of just do its thing, and if there was a snake in front of the the shed, which is only like I don't know eight eighty meters away from the house, like it's just right next to the house, right? And yeah, it's just the dog must have had a go at it, and it just it got it on got Jesse on the nose, and I remember coming out outside and just uh, just seeing like you know the two puncture wounds on her nose, and you know she was fine. I'm like, oh my god, I know what that is, and I was panicking. I didn't know what to do. I uh I basically put her in a kennel and just told her to sit, type of thing and um 
then I think I went and told mum and, you know, rang the vet. But, you know, we've we've a little little dog and a snake bite. It's just you you're gonna have a vet right there with the anti anti venom man. Like there's no fifteen minute trip in the town, there's no waiting. And it just uh, it went downhill so quick. And uh yeah, I um it was hard. It was really hard to watch. And, you know, it's um it's given me a lifelong hatred of snakes, I can tell you that. Fuck snakes. Fuck they make life hard. <laughs> out out in the uh country in Australia. I tell you what. Like, if I lived in New Zealand or the UK or somewhere where you can just run in long grass and not have to worry about, um, you know, a member of your family <laughs> getting bitten, it would be really nice. I'll tell you that right now. It would be. But Jessie, she, she set up, she really did set up my appreciation of, of dogs. She made me fall in love with them and, uh, you know, really did show me sort of the importance of, you know, a companion because I really, you know, I really needed one. Um, not because I was like, you know, a huge loner or an outcast or anything like that at school. It's just, you know, I didn't have a super like tight friend group yet. And because of how the, the school system works, it kind of encourages you to be friends and rip them away from you <laughs> in, in primary school. I don't know if they do that now. I hope they don't. I would hate my kid to be like, yeah, I've met all these friends and like they all get put into a group by, them, by themselves and you're just left with no one. So, yeah, I don't know. It's just really weird to sort of think about. Um, a lot of memories are coming back to me as I'm doing this. I'm not going to, I wasn't going to sit down and like write a bunch of notes. I am really getting this out as I'm talking about it. But yeah, love Jessie and uh, I was, I always love her. And, yeah, with Oya. So, she ended up having a lot longer life than her mother, which I'm really, really happy about. But, um, you want to talk about anxiety. <laughs> you, uh, you lose, you lose a dog to a snake, then have a, her daughter be like, all right, I'm not going, I, I barely let her away from me. Like, you know, out in the farm, we don't use, like, leashes or anything like that. So, was very much just like she runs off like fifty meters. Oh, oh yeah, come back! Just constantly calling her back and all that. But with with Oya, it was she basically grew up with me. She grew up me with me from being nine to you know the end of high school. She grew up thirteen years, and yeah, she sort of saw a lot of it. I'm actually. Hold on, guys. I'm um, I'm in the car. I'm just sweltering in here. <sighs> close close the door because I don't want to look like a madman just like recording a podcast on my portable recorder. But I am sweating that much. That is why this is not a video podcast. <laughs> I'm a sweaty, sweaty man. Hopefully the wind doesn't muck this up too much. But yeah, just like through everything, man. Just like through primary school, graduation into high school graduating high school, you know, meeting Chantel, you know, she was there for all of it. And, you know, I guess the regrets I have with Oya was the last few years, you know, when, you know, when there's a lot going on in your life, when you're finishing high school and you've got a girlfriend and, you know, all of the stuff that occupies you, you know, your, your job, all of that, all of that boring crap, you know, and 
not uh, being able to take her into town for the first year that I moved in because we just had a rental. So she was out on the farm and, you know, certain times of the year I wouldn't be out on the farm every day. It would be very much be like, all right, I'm going out to see mum and dad and I'll also see my dog then. So I would have liked to see it a little bit more towards towards the end, but she was very much the same. I remember going hunting with her and <laughs> I did some... <laughs> Uh, let's just say I did some things that I think back on and I'm like, Jesus, I, I could never do that now. I've, I've definitely grown up. <laughs> um, yeah, but I was, inf- I was, I was, it was, just, it was just like a bit of a pack, <laughs> me and my dogs. Yeah. So, I don't know. What else do I have to say about where? She's literally got 13 years of memories and I don't know exactly what to touch on, but we used to go through like just walks around the farm all the time, just like with all of our dogs. And the, we've had lots of Kelpies along the way as well, which I all, I have good memories of most of them. Uh, some of the Kelpies when I was like a real young kid, not so much good memories of because I was a bit grumpier and I was a bit, I guess, a bit more rough probably with them. But I we. Basically, Oya, she grew up with a, a dog, which I mentioned before, Bella. She was like a... I don't know what breed she was. She was given to us by a friend who just like... Their dogs... I don't think any of them are de-sexed. So, they kind of just do what they do. And he has puppies and he gets rid of them. I don't, don't really know. So, she was a Kelpie something. Kelpie Terry, I don't, I don't know. don't know how to describe it. But she was like a... Almost like a little whippet thing. Not really a whippet head, though. Don't know, <laughs> but I loved her too. She was a great dog. She was a, she was like her only good uh, like working dog until she decided to well not she decided she she yeah got too old. She died of old age, which is you know it's a good thing when a dog you know lives out its life, which uh, which is good. But with uh, with Oya, it was um it was another really hard thing to watch. Uh, she she got she got to the point where she. She couldn't really move anymore. She found it. She found it really painful to walk. Um, so basically, we made the call. So the vet came out and euthanized her. And what what typically happens on the farm is like when a dog gets to its old age, instead of instead of going through like you know, the processes and all that, um, dad just um, he he usually just takes them takes them out and shoots them and uh, personally I, I could I could never do that to my dog I I could not do that um, I'd find that oh, Jesus yeah I just just couldn't do it just couldn't do it I've never seen obviously never seen um, dad do it to any of the dogs or whatever I would not want to watch that um, that would be extremely difficult as I could imagine a lot of you guys out there be like holy shit but you know um yeah, it it honestly after what happened, it doesn't seem like that bad an option. So, what what happened with Oya is basically her blood circulation was that poor, as uh, that poor when the vet came and you know put the needle in. The circulation was that bad that it actually didn't work. <laughs> so <laughs> it's just like a, it was it was not just like a here's a needle lights out. It was just a really drawn out process which was. Just horrendous to watch. So, 
after that, you know, just a a quick a quick trigger would have been a lot nicer option. Um, but that's a that's a learning experience anyway for like a really old dog. But it was hard. It was hard. <laughs> I apologize. I don't know what this the show is going to be like to listen to. I, I imagine it's going to be very hard and very difficult if someone actually sits through and listens to this. I don't, this isn't a show or an episode you're going to listen to on the way to work or something like that. This is this is really just me working through working through my feelings. <laughs> But I know, I know, I know people can relate, and it is a celebration of them. So, yeah. So, Oya, just uh, you know, the best pet, the best pet I've ever had. I I guess I can't compare them. <laughs> yeah, she was just there for so much of it, so much of my growing up. She was there. You know, whenever I needed, whenever I needed her, she was there. Um, you know, the other dogs, you know, they weren't that loyal to me, and Oya was always, always the one that saw me as like her best friend, her best person friend. Anyway, who knows? <laughs> who knows what they're talking about up there? Those dogs. So after Oya um, got put down, you know, a lot of things happened in between. You know. This was when my life started shifting, like moved out of a rental, bought a house with Chantel, um, you know, changed, changed, uh, jobs, um, you know, started podcasting, started, you know, doing different things with, with my life, different hobbies, different friend groups, you know, just like a, a lot of sort of growing up, I guess. And so I didn't really have time necessarily for a dog and, 2019 I felt like it was it was time it was time I've settled into the new home got a good relationship uh you know uh basically engaged planning to get married I feel like all right I've got the time and the the energy for another dog so uh when I heard that there was a a breeder who um sorry when I heard that there was a breeder that actually um, had had a litter, because um, I, I knew the guy, I'm like, oh, 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 so, <laughs> sent him a text message, and he said, come out and have a look, choose one, and yeah, I <laughs> there was basically two litters. He had he had like the mother, an older Jack Russell had a litter, and then another younger Jack Russell had a litter, and I chose one from the younger Jack Russell. Apparently, those he, he reckoned those pups were were better or whatever. I'm like, okay, yeah, cool, whatever. Not, not too fussed. If if you think they're better, <laughs> that's that's good. I'll look at them. And like just looking at, like looking at these dogs and they're all so cute. They're puppies and their eyes are barely open or whatever. And there's this one dog who has its eyes open and comes up to me and you know, it looks like a nice dog, has nice patterns, all the stuff you look at when you go to choose out from a litter. And I'm like, all right, I want that one. And he's and he's like, f- funnily enough, uh, that's uh, my pick as well. He reckoned that was the best one. I'm like, oh, well, I've got a good eye. I can I can be a bit of a a dog picker outer <laughs> for whatever that's worth. So yeah, um, another month or so. He said, all right, it's old enough. Come and come and pick it up. So when and 
went and picked it up, took it home, brainstormed a little bit with Chantel, what are we going to call her, and we uh, decided Lila, and it's, it's a little bit funny because our cat's name is Nala, which is also the most common cat's name, thanks to Lion King, <laughs> but yeah, so we've basically, we mixed up Nala and Lila a lot, and uh, I've done it a bit in, a bit recently, actually, with our cat. I'm like, oh. Um, so yeah, little little Lila, just uh, such a, a beautiful little puppy, and she she was the, the same color as well, tan and white. And got a little a little box for her. Put some toilet, not not toilet paper, uh, some newspaper in there. You know, a little water bowl, and went to bed. I think Chantel was out that night, so it was just me. And in the lounge room, there's dogs just howling. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god! So I got up, and I I picked her up, and I I slept with her on the couch, the keeper company, and you know that was a sort of like a you know a big bonding moment for us. And it's always it's always one of these things. I I remember looking at Lila as like a little puppy and be like, you know what? We've got we've got so much time together. And we're going to be best friends. I'm going to look after you so much. I'm going to um, just make sure you have the best life, what this little dog deserves. And, you know, I feel like for the most the most part, we did that. But <laughs> Chantel, she... Um, she had a she had a little bit of learning to do with Jack Russell. She was used to like you're more like inside dog with like low energy and it just sort of sleeps and whatever. And this that is not what a Jack Russell is. So Lila, she was full of energy. She jumped up. She was running around. She was pooing and peeing everywhere. And uh, you know I used to take her around the farm when we we're like checking the sheep or just doing stuff like that. I would have her in the front seat and she would just sleep and it was really nice. I was like oh. This is great. You know, she's active for a little bit. Then she tires herself out and you put her in the seat and she just sleeps. So when you open the door, get out, open the gate, move the vehicle through um, to the next paddock, she's just asleep and she was very photogenic for Instagram, all of that type of thing. It was great. But that didn't last long. It was, she was just full of beans, barely slept. Um, <laughs> I don't even know if she slept at night time. <laughs> That's how... Uh, that's how active she was. And Chantel's like, oh, I can't stand this dog. She's <laughs> she's full of, she's naughty. She's jumping up. She's pooing everywhere. She's doing this. She's doing that. I'm like, it's okay, Chantel. She's, you know, she's six months. She's one year. She's et cetera, et cetera. She, she'll grow out of it. I promise. I promise. Because like, you know, honestly, with my other two dogs, Jesse and Oya, I didn't remember them being as naughty and not listening to you as much. <laughs> Uh, but this one, man, she was a handful. Lila, she was a bloody handful. All she did was sort of just not listen to you, do what she wanted to do. I'm like, it's all right. She'll, she'll, she'll grow up. <laughs> and it was really nice to see sort of Chantel's, you know, it, she Lila grew on Chantel so much. Uh, <laughs> Chantel just fell in love with this dog eventually when it became a little bit more behaved. You know, she never, she never, she wouldn't be like an award-winning just a obedience dog or anything like that. That's for sure. But she she definitely likes just sitting when food was offered, 
and she loved going for drives. Every time, like, I just, like, open the door, she's just, bam, into the car. And it was really, really nice. And, like, you know, living out on the farm, you know, no no inside dogs or anything like that. But being in town, I'm like, I'm like, oh, you know, I softened up. I was a big softie. I'm like, tell you what, dog, come inside. And, you know, I didn't appreciate the fur on the couch, but I just loved, like, the pats and the cuddles uh, that we got and, you know, it was just uh, really nice and just, like, even, like, moments were like, all right, dog, come inside and, you know, get, get in the shower and the dog would just, like, sit and watch. And, you know, that sounds a bit creepy when I say it out loud like that, but, you know, it's a dog, you know, calm down. Um, <laughs> she'd just sit there and wait for me to be finished and, uh, you know, maybe get fed afterwards or <laughs> whatever she was hoping for. And uh, I, I used to love, like, getting a, a handful of water and throwing it onto the... Onto the on, to the uh, shower screen and I don't know she she couldn't comprehend glass so she thought I was just like the water was going to splash on her face so every time I throw it she's like just does, does like a big chomp like oh. <laughs> do it again oh. <laughs> she never learned I'm like alright just you know she never realised oh well there's glass there I don't have to react <laughs> to water being thrown at me but yeah we used to go for walks all the time as well and she would be I could never I could never teach her. She just used to pull on the chain as like she just wanted to go as fast as she could. And yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I couldn't teach her that. <laughs> uh but like, you know, you'll like, like no and you'll stop and she'll be like, Oh, okay, okay. Yep, no worries. Fans like, alright, let's go. And she'll boof straight off again. And like sometimes she'll behave herself other you know, just too much energy. <laughs> And, uh, you know, the last few months, Chantel being pregnant, Chantel says that she reckons that she could, that she could tell. She could tell that, you know, she was, she was pregnant and a lot of the time I'd be at work and I couldn't, I couldn't take Lila with me. So, um, she would stay home with Chantel, keeping her company while she's at home and they would sit on the couch watching TV together and, you know, Chantel's got a lot of photos of Lila's head, like resting on... Chantel's belly and you know I I actually do think she she could tell and even even the cat to some extent too like it was really amazing to see like how aware animals are of what's going on and you know you see like documentaries and stuff where like animals can tell like of a tsunami like hours before it actually hits mainland and stuff and it's like it's you know animals are really really smart and it's just like I you know you can tell someone's pregnant by like a big belly but there's something that animals have where they can just really, really hone in on like the senses and figure out what's going on. Like they're really, really quite smart, even though <laughs> some some other ways they're <laughs> they're definitely not. So yeah, leading up to like Lucas being born, we were just like we cannot wait for you know Lucas to be two or three years old and they'll be in the in the backyard just playing with each other. And I know, I know Lila would have loved Lucas. She would have absolutely loved him. Much like I loved my dogs. Because, like, I had, I have such good memories of my, my childhood dogs and how much they meant to me. And, you know, as, as far as we know at the moment, Lucas might be an only child. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> but, you know, it's definitely something we, we wanted for him. And she was just, like, really, really energetic and fun and... 
you know, she loved kids. She loved kids so much. And unfortunately, that's sort of what maybe led to what's going on. What happened, but man, what what happened just the day went so fast. I went from a I went from just a, a casual Sunday to just absolutely absolutely just fucking awful. And I, I, I won't I won't forget the day. It was the fourth of November and because I remember looking at my phone and I remember it just like stamping into my brain, being like, This is the day, you know, you won't forget. And we we were just like on the couch, not doing much. She was <laughs> she was just laying on her back and she was she did a couple of really stinky farts. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, what have you been eating, dog? So I like I remember Googling why does why does my dog fart so much or something like that? <laughs> and Chantelle looked at my computer and just like started cracking up laughing and was like, Oh, you silly dog type of thing and rubbed her on the belly and um, it came to lunchtime and I wanted to go and get something to eat and Lila loves going for, for rides, for drives. I'm like, well, you may as well come with me, dog. So I put her in the car and, you know, we, we live on a basically a, a dead-end street so the traffic is just, uh, you know, minimal. There's barely, barely any traffic. So quite often she just runs from the straight door, uh, so from the front door straight into like into my car, hops up, sits on the passenger seat, and waits for me to get in. I'm like, all right, you know that's just what we've we've always done. So I didn't have a lead on. And uh, yeah, I went and got my food, um, and got back. And I opened the door, and our next door neighbours there was some kids playing, and you could hear them laughing, laughing and giggling, and that just triggered her straight away. So she ran over to the kids, which are just next door. And I'm there like, oh, come on, dog, come back, come back. Because she's she's quite typically just a, a dog that doesn't listen. <laughs> I'm like, come back, come back. So I'm like, all right. And then she sort of loses interest and goes across the road and sniffs around like the neighbor's front yard. And then I'm like, oh, come on, dog. What are you, what are you doing type of thing? And... She goes, oh, all right, time to go back. And she just, yeah, just goes straight to the road. And that's when a, a car just happened to be coming. It was just, it was just absolutely, I, I can't believe, especially looking back on it, just how unlucky the whole thing was. And, you know, it took a long time, it took a long time to sink in. You know, when it first happened, I'm like, oh, god damn it. You know, I've got to, it's going to be, a, it's going to be, you know, going to the vet and fixing a broken leg. Oh, you know, you know, and obviously a hurt dog too. You know, this, oh shit. And then picking her up and putting her down and slowly working out that this is, this is very bad. <laughs> but in a couple of minutes, you know, she's gone. And my 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 body just like went into shock, and like I was just on the ground hugging her, just howling. And like my and it's really weird because I still remember how this felt. My I was just like in hysterics, but my brain was still like, 
my brain was still normal. Like it wasn't, it wasn't upset. It was just, and literally in my brain, I was just like going, oh my God, are you, like, are you hearing this? Like my, how my body was reacting, my brain had not caught up to it yet. Like it was just, it was that sudden and that quick and that like extreme that like it, my, it didn't set in. I, I like, it was such a weird experience. It wasn't just like, oh my God, I'm so sad straight away. It's just like, my brain's like, oh my God, what the fuck is my body doing? It was, I don't know how to explain it other, other way than that, but it was, it was something that's for sure. Like just, just to actually be like actively thinking, oh my God, are you hearing yourself? What the hell? Calm down type of thing. <laughs> um, but what we, what we did is well, we got in the car and we went out to the farm and out in the farm, we've got a tree uh, near, near the dog kennels. And when I was younger, and when Jessie died, I dug a hole under that tree, and we buried her there. And I got a I got a block of limestone, and I got like a I chiseled into it. We will miss you, for Jessie. And then when we put down uh, Oya, when she was thirteen, and you know, her her life was, um, you know not so pleasant for her anymore just with, with her physicality we uh, buried her next to Jesse next to her mother so when thinking about where we we're going to put Lila you know we, li- we live in town at the moment I don't know if that um, house is going to be a forever house I got no idea whether it We'll move in the next, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20 years. But the idea of putting, a, say, a pet in the backyard or whatever, burying a hole there, and then moving, you know, that would have been, would have been something hard, even years in the future, you know. And the farm is, is a place that, you know, it's a, it's a happy place. It's, it's, it's going to be, it's always going to be in our family. And I wanted her out there with the company of the other dogs, and the the legacy of the uh, the other the other two friends that I had as well. And I think at this point too, my brain still hadn't fully <laughs> realized what happened. Like we're, we're watching, like first half of the day, we're watching Netflix on TV, and then the the last half, we're literally. We're literally burying her, you know. And if if I had a if I could see into the future, being like, "Hey, this is what you're doing tomorrow," I would have been fucking mortified, <laughs> obviously. And it was just like a movie. Honestly, we went out there. It was windy. It was grey. We dug the hole. We we put we you know laid her there. Then it just started pissing down with rain. I'm like, you know, my brain's still doing this thing where it's like it hasn't caught up with like how my body's reacting to it. And I was literally just like, oh my god, this is like in a movie. What the hell's going on here? Well, that that that's what I was thinking. <laughs> uh, you know, I just still hadn't processed what was going on. And I don't know. I think um, it definitely. It definitely made me think that I need to be in the moment a lot more. 
with you know with my wife with my parents with my son you know never never take a moment for granted that was definitely you know i i've had that in the past definitely with the other the other two dogs and uh you know a couple of family members and that but i don't know if i've ever had anything especially as tragic as this obviously jesse was but lila we had we had so much more life and so much more happiness and so much more growing and so much everything to do together. I love that dog so much. And I miss her with every every muscle in my body. And, you know, I feel a lot of guilt with what happened. You know, I should have... I should have had her on a lead, even though it was a, it was mostly a safe environment, and just, you know, her actions of running off because of something she thought was interesting, <laughs> and uh, you know, no, no blame to the driver because, you know, I honestly I was, I was in the same position, maybe a year or so before this. I was driving home from the farm in the dark. Uh, I was coming up to a, a cross section. Uh, a car just like, you know, it gave way to me. I'm like, oh, yeah. So what I did is I dimmed my lights as I was approaching the car. And just before I went over the crossing, I'm like, what the hell is that? And it was it was a it was a dog. It was it was a Jack Russell as well. Uh, and I like slammed on the brakes and. It wasn't enough. I, you know, I get out the car. The dog's, you know, in the middle of the road. And the owner gets out and it's this, uh, it's like a lady and, you know, she explains to me she was out, you know, out walking the dog. And, you know, she just, she didn't think coming up to the crossing. She's out in the middle of nowhere. And it only, it only takes... It only takes five seconds. One second. Would it would, like you know? It doesn't take any time at all to make that mistake. And you know, this this is a bit of a weird analogy, but that weekend I was playing uh, Forza Horizon um, on, on the Xbox. <laughs> and uh, just for those that don't know, um, it's, it's a it's a racing game. And basically, in that game, if you if you make like a bad turn or you have a bit of a crash, you press the Y button. And it rewinds about 10 seconds. And you can take that corner again. And quite often all it does, all, all you need to do is like, oh, take a bit off the accelerator. You know, maybe flick the stick a little bit to the left or right and correct yourself and you do an awesome turn around the corner. And you don't, have, you don't have to worry about that crash you did earlier. And while it sounds silly, and obviously I know video games <laughs> are video games, but all I did was sort of, you know... I'll stand in the shower and I'll just wish, I just wish that I could do that differently. And I'm sure that woman felt the same. You know, before she gets to the main road, cool the dog and put her back in the car. It's that simple. And, you know, it was that simple for me as well. Just leave her in the car for a minute, then go and get her and put her back inside. Or put her on a leash and walk her in the house. Or 
or just sit there for a minute and that car would have driven to their house and then get out. <laughs> because there's lots of blame you can put on people. And while I put the most blame on me, uh, what, what basically happened was my neighbor came out and did the best they could do to help. And they, they've got uh, two or three kids. And they mentioned that you know, that, that particular car who lives at the end of the street always speeds going past and um, yeah, it always speeds going past and they've told them multiple times, you know, there's, there's lots of kids who play in the front yard, please don't drive that fast and unfortunately we were the ones to be in the wrong place at the wrong time with a fast car that couldn't stop and, you know, I can't put blame on that because it was my fault. She shouldn't have been there in the first place. Mm. But there's an incident that happened afterwards, actually, where the the car like the car went speeding past. Same car. We could hear it from like the back room in our house. And then we just heard our neighbour just go just go ballistic at this car, and he ran down ran down the street, and you know it was a bit of an issue there. <laughs> but you know, just the fact that they didn't learn from it, from our loss, our tragedy. You know, I'd like to think that out of this, uh, that particular person learnt to just slow down. Do your do your fifty or forty k's, please, please, just go that fast. Don't go any faster. And then you know, all the kids on the street are you know very safe, very sound, all that. I'd hate I'd hate for it to happen again, especially with a you know a human child. I am just uh, sort of ranting here now, but yeah, no, it was it's hard, definitely hard, and uh, I do wish Lucas could have met her. She was, uh, you know, another similar situation, you know, out of high school now. A lot of my friends have moved on, and uh, you know, I've got a, I got like a small handful of local friends, you know, and Bryce, you know, we see each other for the podcast and stuff, but. He's got two kids and I've got a kid now. So it's not like super easy just to be like, hey, you want to catch up? So really like, you know, the dog was was just a, just really was my best mate. She was, she was lovely. Absolutely lovely. So yeah, that's, um, that's the story of my three Jack Russells. If anyone who got to this point in the episode, bravo, I'm rambling and it's really not a nice topic. But dogs are the best animals on earth. Like, there's no doubt in my mind. Like, I I know like different living uh, different living situations and stuff. If you're in a big city and you might get a hamster or a bird or whatever, but there's no pet that compares to a dog. There is not one. <laughs> and like you know, we've got our cat still. But and, and I I love our cat. I love Nala. But she's she's no dog, she's no she's no Lila, and you know I can say that she's not going to listen to this episode. <laughs> but she, uh, yeah, she's definitely very missed. And whether it's this year, next year, the year on, we will you know we will get another dog when both Chantal and I are ready. It's not now. I don't know if it will be anytime soon. And with a newborn, you know that <laughs> Lucas is going to take up our. Our time as it is, so not in such a big rush, but 
there's definitely a, there is such a big hole missing in our hearts. And obviously another dog's not going to fix it. But it's the start of a new and hopefully, hopefully we can have a better run with a, with the, the next little, little guy. So, yeah. But yeah, actually talking about Lucas, having this happen before he was born and being a first time father, it was, it, it, had me a lot more anxious than I was. I was pretty confident about becoming a dad. But after that having happened so quick, I was like, oh my God, like, you know, I've got to do this with a human and, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be 10 times worse if even like <laughs> the boy gets like a little scratch or something, you know, <laughs> just, just puts the, puts the fear of life into me. And now that I've actually got him, you know, out in the real world and I see his eyes and I fall more in love with him each day as I hold him and change his nappy and feed him and all that. I just, uh, I hope I can just, you know, keep my family safe because <laughs> I really don't want to go through anything like what we've gone through in the last couple of months. But yeah, love Lila, love Jesse, love Oya. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to, uh, I might put the question to you. So if you got to this point, like I was rambling before, thank you so much. I appreciate it. I know this is hard to listen to, not only because it's a tough topic because, uh, but because I'm literally just rambling in my car with a portable recorder. So that's okay. But yeah, if you, I, I want to know about your dog memories, your happy dog memories, whether it's your childhood dog or the dog that you have sitting on your lap right now, let me know. Send me a message on Facebook or uh, Twitter, at iDruby. Do a personal message, or if you want, you can use the hashtag uh, a, a, a dog story. <laughs> yeah, a dog story. Use that hashtag a dog story just on Twitter or Facebook, and uh, let me know about it so I can see it. I'll be, I'll be really happy to know that, because this is a celebration of my dogs, and they meant so much to me and they made me sort of who I am today. They brought me through some of my darkest times and, you know, they're some of the the best uh, members of my family, actually, to be honest. Apart from my parents and my wife. I have to put them above the dogs. <laughs> Don't have a choice. Uh, even if even if I did like the dogs more. <laughs> but uh, thank you very much and uh, I'll talk to you another time. Alrighty, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of A Drew Story. And, guys, I really do want to take you up on that offer. Please, please, please leave a picture of your dog with the hashtag A Dog Story. Look, I just want to share the love for our dogs and our pets and our companions with one another. And, look, if you got through all this episode, you might need a bit of cheering up. Go and pat your dog. Go and uh, give it a big sniff. <laughs> get, a bit, get a big, nice, big lick on the cheek. That'd be nice, yeah. And of course, you can leave us podcast reviews on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. That'll really help out the show because, uh, yeah, we enjoy what we're doing here. But until next time, guys, catch you later. A Drew Story is lovingly crafted and recorded in the southeast of South Australia. The show is produced and hosted by me, Drew Agnew. 
If you enjoy my work here and on my other podcasts, The House of Mario, Encore at The House of Mario, and Kraken Furfies, help spread the word by sharing us with a mate or leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you'd like to show further support and help me achieve my goal of freeing up one working day a week to spend more time refining and creating podcasts, please consider checking out patreon.com slash where for only $1, you get access to my secret recordings where I share everything behind the scenes. A big thank you to the legend DJ for supporting the content at the podcast producer level on Patreon. From the bottom of my heart, thank you.